0: Hey, massive brand bosses, we have in the building today, founder of richgirlbusiness.com, Danielle Morrell. She has been in the game for over four years straight, killing it. For those of you who don't know, she's an online brand and business coach for service-based women entrepreneurs, and we have so much to share with you today. We're going to be talking about client attraction, also business models so that you can really propel into massive growth and make your side hustle the main hustle, and as well as investing, some key investment strategies so that you are taking it to the next level. And then we're going to talk about self-mastery and what that means in life and business. So I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. It's going to be so dope. So let's get started.
1: Hello and welcome to Massive Brand Podcast with Tanya Watkins, This podcast was created for lady bosspreneurs who are looking to create a personal brand that stands out, package their greatness, and monetize their hustle. Tanya,
0: the founder of Massive Brand Consulting, is a brand and online monetization
1: strategist who believes that with smart hustle and sassy marketing strategies, you can become a boldly confident influencer in your market, build a loyal, engaged community, and create much more than a six-figure business.
0: All right, massive brand bosses. I am so, so excited for today's interview with my mentor and friend, Danielle Morel of Rich Girl Business. She is an online brand and business coach for service-based women entrepreneurs. Um, and I actually found, I don't even know if I told Danielle the story, but I found her years back. And I remember just like every time she posted something on Instagram or Facebook, I was sharing it. And I was like, yes, I'm a rich girl. And one day I hit her up and we talked back and forth and we work together and we are friends to this day. At some point we we're going to meet up and go to Miami and hang out and do cocktails. Um, but it's just such a pleasure to have someone like Danielle in my life because she gets it. She is in this for the long haul. And, you know, we're in this online space where we see so many people come and go. And to have someone who speaks truth, who understands how to be client attractive and really talk about ways to be intentional in your business such that you are here for today and tomorrow. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome Danielle
1: Morel. Thank you so much. That was so awesome. I'm so excited to be talking. This is, this is going to be a treat for everyone listening because you're going to hear how Tanya and I talk on regular. <laughs> so yes. thank you so much for having me to be able to have this conversation with your tribe. I
0: love it. Love it. Okay. So outside of being a full-time entrepreneur, and we're going to get into your story in a little couple seconds. Tell me more. So you're a wife, You have uh, two, you're a boy mom.
1: Tell us a little bit about that as well. Oh, I love that, a boy mom, that's a good <laughs> way to describe it, yes, because I have two young sons, one is 8 and one is turning five, and it is, it's just a very unique experience, you know, I always thought I was going to be, a. I wanted girls, but I thought I was going to be, because I'm a family girl, so um, having boys has been interesting, but it's been a lot of fun. And yes, I'm a wife. I'm celebrating my sixth year anniversary this month. And so, um, yeah, I'm just really passionate about supporting women helping us come up with an alternative, how we can live our life on our terms.
0: Love it, love it. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and assume that everyone listening to this episode already is a rich girl. They understand rich girl business. They have either been in your programs or they've been on your webinars, live streams, which are, your live streams are so dope. But there's probably gonna be like one or two people who are like, huh, I'm not too familiar. So for those two women,
1: <laughs> tell us a little bit more about your <laughs> Oh <laughs> I would tell you, you're so, you're 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 making me bless because I'm saying more than two are going be like, Who? Right <laughs> Greek girl. Rich Girl really is, it's more than just money, but that is an important tool that we like to acquire to help us on our journey. But, you know, Rich Girl means being rich in um, relationships, being rich in perspective, being rich in purpose, you know, and, um, you know, like I said, also having the freedom and flexibility to kind of live life on your own terms. So that's really like the vision of Rich Girl, you know, business more than just money it's something that we are really striving to have that like self-mastery but i really love supporting women entrepreneurs specifically um service-based and i talk a lot about reasons why and we'll probably talk about that today um and understanding how to be client attractive online and when they present their brand and how to build a business model that so actually supports the business to get them in alignment to hitting their income goals while working less and making more. So right now I'm really on this passion tip to help women understand how to have a business where they can work less and make more because I'm not just going to, you know, teach women business, but I want to model for women a way where we can kind of have it all. And I think that's just defining a new way that we kind of work and operate our businesses.
0: I love it. Love it. Love it. So dope. Okay. So the majority of our listeners are side hustling or they are in transition or just getting started in their full-time entrepreneurial journey. And um, those of you who are listening, you know, my journey, like how I got set up and got laid off, which was <laughs> one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, but Ms. Danielle quit cold Turkey over four years ago. And so I would love for you to share how you got started and how you were able to quit cold turkey, maintain your business, make multiple six figures, because we all want to know. So share that to you.
1: Oh, you know, when, when here's the thing I always tell people. One of the first things you can do, and it's free to get you on your way of success, is set the intention, be intentional and speak it as if it is already here. That's one of the first things I did before I had a tool or a resource to get me to work. And I set the intention. I stated it. I'm going to cut the code on if it's possible to have a six figure, you know, laptop based lifestyle business. I want to know because I want to figure out another way I was, Damn under stress working in nine to five with my husband. Like, what are we gonna do with the finances? It's always a dollar late, a dollar short, um, a day late, a dollar short. And I just needed to find an alternative because I just felt like I did everything that people told me to do. I went to college, I got a job, you know, I bought a house, I got married, I had kids, but I was so overwhelmed and burnt out trying to do my bring my best game to all of those like different areas. And so you know, I just set that intention, like, I'm going to figure this out. I saw ordinary women living extraordinary lives online thanks to the power of the Internet. And I did quit my job. One day I just, like, realized that, you know, I wasn't getting ahead trying to figure it out, All you know, working 40 hours away from the house, coming home stressed out about bills, trying to build a business, trying to feed and educate my kids. Be there for, I mean, it is a lot. And I just was like, you know what? I'm going to say, you know, bump fear. As long as I don't go to jail or go to prison, I'm going to figure this out. Now, I do have to say, be very careful what you speak because, you know, our a lot of our power is in what we speak and just even the subtle things. Because, you know, even with me quitting my job, I mean, I went through a lot of things, you know, that was everything but going to jail and prison, everything right above that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, but the good thing is when I set the intention, all the universe, God, the divine, you know, you know, try to give me the resources to help me. And I um, was, you know, struggling, stressed, trying to figure it all out off of the internet. But I took that bold leap. And I think that, you know, I don't encourage women to do that. I'm just saying that, you know, you get to a point, some people will, where they just can't wait anymore. They got to do something. And luckily the universe. Surprisingly, what a resource was is a coach. Somebody who came along and said, "Hey, I know a better way." And I thought, if I don't do something now, what's the alternative? You know, I've already, you know, made a decision. I'm going to follow through no matter what. And that was a game changer. So, like you, Tanya, I don't regret at all quitting my job, um, or you know, being, you know, being in a situation where it's like you are up against the wall, whether it be laid off. You know, I did was laid off right before I quit my job. cold checking got another job. Anyhow, just being up against it and making, you know, making our decisions and following through is just a big key to seeing success and, you know, trusting yourself and really being willing to do what it takes. Um, But yeah, that's what I did and luckily, like I said, that coach came along invested in me, it be, and then I became the client that was against the wall but did it anyway fear and that's what changed the game for me because then I went on to make $12,000 in 30 days from you know, before I was stressed and struggling, and then did over like $175,000 in the first 12 months, you know, working half the amount of time online, you know, and I just, you know, from social media, you know, and hoping other women do the same stuff. It is so possible, um, and, you know, just I'm passionate. I know like you are, Tanya, to liberate as many women who would like to live in this type of reality.
0: I love it. Yes, yes, yes. So full disclaimer, as Danielle just said, like we're not telling you to go quit your job, cold turkey. <laughs> Instead, we have, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, if you do, that's your business, but don't come tell us that it was our fault, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but we are going to walk you through some key strategies that can help you propel your business into success so that you are able to create your exit strategy and move into the life that you deserve to live. So, one of the things that we always talk about like offline is client attractiveness and really some of the keys to stepping out in a way that makes people want to work with you. And so we're going to go through a couple of things, but let's spend some time talking
1: about what that really means. So I'm going to pass the mic back to you. Okay. Awesome. So what I believe client attractiveness is, is people are attracted first visually, visually to me, be trump- anything else if you can play a card in the in the client attractivity the brain processes visuals 90 times well 50 000 times faster than text it's something outrageous like that our mind our uh, brain is just wired to see visuals first to put it in context and then read clues. Um, so with that being said I always teach my clients that you if you're online or in business it's a crowded marketplace whether online or offline attention is the new commodity the so attention span people's attention getting and keeping attention from any and everybody or especially your ideal people is getting harder and harder to come by and so when you're you know any of your marketplace whether online or offline you know the best way one of the best ways to capture and keep that attention is drawing them in with the visual that their brain can easily process because you know, for just reading so much information. So if one visual. And then the second thing I say is what you're saying with the words you're messaging, because that also is very client attractive. You can have one and not the other, but when you have both of them together, it's even more powerful. Um, again, doing the written version and the messaging and the copy client, what you're saying who you're being that takes a little bit more skill and self mastery so I always feel like again it's easier to leverage the visual part because you know that's something that you can kind of work on right away there's things you can do right away so I would say the two things is what you you're saying and doing that actually resonates the type of attention that you want that draws in so that people are paying attention to what you're offering, saying, promoting, sharing, you know what I mean? And so you want to attract that attention to you in a way that works in your favor.
0: Okay, so I love this conversation around client attractive. One thing that you said that really resonated with me was to be who you want to attract. So can
1: you spend some time sharing what that means to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry, ladies. If you do hear a little teacup poodle in the background, just try to ignore it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it <laughs> now that 's my doggie, sorry, the coast lady is leaving okay, so client attractive, yes, um say that one more time, Tony, you were asking me,
0: yes, because you talked about being oh. who who you want to attract, and I just love that right.
1: So, right, yeah, this is such a this is such a key concept, and I find that this alone is kind of like a a secret sabotage that a lot of women are unaware of that keeps them from seeing success and they can't figure it out is that they they are like they're striving to attract clients and they're doing everything that they see online they're looking at free content they're watching free webinars they're implementing everything that they see other people doing and they just can't figure out why they're not seeing the same type of success and when you ask them well how much have you invested in your business Oh, not that much. I can't remember when you ask them, like, what's the level that you've invested? Oh, not that much and stuff like that. And they don't see that you don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. So it's, you know, again, or you want high paying clients, but you yourself are not a high paying client. You yourself can't a fathom investing thousands of dollars into a website or multiple thousands of dollars in a coach yet you would desire to work less and make more and you know have people come to you and you know you're not having to hustle and grind well you're somebody who is not attracting grace and ease because you're someone who's unwilling to do what it takes to have grace and ease you know or to get yourself into that so like I said it's that I feel like it's a secret sabotage that people are that don't are not aware that actually affects them seeing success because again, they don't see that it's you know, what's holding them back is that is who they're being. There's plenty of coaches out here that focus on this their and they they actually charge multiple tens of thousands of dollars and they don't teach you any strategy at all at all. They teach you who you are being here's a prime example. Your love this story telling is an example. One of my coaches, right? My coach told me that she invested wire transferred a hundred thousand dollars to a coach um, to spend a one day VIP and have a couple months supplemental support. A hundred thousand dollars, and then she told me when she got back, you know what's interesting, dale Is I didn't learn anything new from that VIP day when I went out there. She didn't teach me anything I didn't already know, and I said. Aren't you upset about that? Oh my God, are you? I mean, are you upset that you just spent a hundred grand to learn something that you already knew? And she said, "Oh no, not at all. Because I realized that if if I'm willing to spend a hundred thousand dollars for this information, then so is somebody else." And she was in. Now she's commanding fifty thousand. She's getting fifty thousand dollar month income. Month. She's made over half a million dollars this year in like six months. She's attracting higher quality of women who are paying twenty thirty thousand dollars per client to work with her why because she became somebody who would invest that type of money into that type of information so it wasn't a loss to her it was confirmation that she's not playing a bigger game and that was worth a hundred thousand dollars
0: i love that i love that so true and we're going to talk a lot about investing in at the level that you want your clients to invest yeah,
1: again heard when she told yes. that she Mad, and that was the re- I was like, Well, I'll be if that don't make it expanded her wealth mindset of what was possible because she was somebody who would do that. If you told somebody else that oh, i um, to work with me is a hundred, they would they would laugh at you why because they never spent a hundred thousand dollars on a coach. But if this woman just did, do you think she's scared asking for somebody to spend 50 when she spent a hundred? Absolutely not, I love it. So one thing
0: too that I've noticed is <clears throat> as we move into marketing ourselves online and becoming an online personal brand, sometimes because as we're moving into to your point, wealth consciousness and growing our money mindset, sometimes we say and do things not we, not you and I. I'm just saying we because <laughs> trying to. Right. Do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I call them like struggle bus posts, like you're down and out and you're sad because something happened, whether it was in life or business, and you're posting that online. How do you expect someone to trust you with $5,000 of an investment when you can't be a bigger, better voice for her to lean into and look up to? So how, what can you say about women who are not as um, intentional with their online strategy?
1: Yeah, that's so. We didn't even get a chance to have that conversation yet, personally, but I just had that conversation with my husband last night because you're right. There is a lot going on in the world and in conversations, you know, in today's times. And when you have a business online where you're representing your business, but you also want to, you know, reserve your individual. Like you're more than – you have other things and other opinions outside of just business that you obviously want to share. And that's what's so interesting about the new economy online is that it's almost, you know, you are the business. And when you're attracting clients online, especially on social media, they're doing business with – People, not just businesses, and yeah, there are some big brands out here that people do business with, but on the lower, every you know level, you know, people are starting to do more, especially if you're in the expert and in information business or the personal development business you're starting to do more and more business with people and not just businesses so with that being said it does require that when you become an entrepreneur a business person you have to think about all this you know what are your values what are, what are you know what are you willing to reserve and not reserve in the sake of making money and there's some people who feel like they need to express themselves no matter you know their hearts or bottom line or not because that's true to authentic for themselves and to that as long as you're aware and i think what people are lacking in today's society is awareness and though it might look in more lenses that is harmless and, and all funny good jokes you have to look at how the world sees you and i think the best book that you can get on this, and I love this book. It changed my world. And I teach all my clients to go, please go read it. It's by Sally Hogshead, How the World Sees You. And it's a great book about how to really analyze what you're, what you're positioning and promoting and positioning on the market, how that is reflecting. It's not about Just what you think, especially if you're trying to convince other people to buy what you're selling, it's how they see you. And a smart person and business person knows how to – you know, um, I, I will say, I'll use a word instead of manipulate, I'll say position because that sounds much more politically correct. They know how to position themselves to uh, put that type, the type of perception that they want to have where people do know, like, and trust them. So sometimes people are, you know, you need to have all three. People need to know, like, and trust you. I can know and like you, but not trust you. So I can be friends with you all day on social media and listen to your rants, and I'll still know and like you, but I going not trust you. You know, into your mind, you're thinking, "Oh, no harm, no foul." You know what I mean? I'm just showing my sharing my political or my Kanye West views. Well, at the end of the day, you you know, and if you're okay with losing trust, that's fine too. But you need to be careful that this is you know, we are in a very transparent time, and people perceive things differently. So, a smart business person is going to be very aware of consumer behavior and consumer. You know, look at how you you know, operate online and what decisions and thought processes you take. And you're not exempt from that from other, You must earn trust at all times. And if you're okay with where you come from and you feel comfortable with that, then roll with it. Absolutely.
0: And we'll, we can go off on a tangent about this because you said, oh, Kanye. Yeah. You
1: know, I, had a real, I was like, I know that was at least 10 minutes and I only had the strong three.
0: <laughs> because let me tell you, Kanye and Danielle Laporte both got paid today. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs>
1: Correct. That's all, we're gonna, that's all that needs to be said because that's all. And we need to need to get our paycheck. So what are we, what are we talking about today?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about business models. This was like a huge eye opener for me because when I started off, I was actually um, selling VIP packages And then for some crazy idea, I was like, oh, I should start selling courses and realize, honey, boo-boo, you don't have an audience, to hit the number um, of courses sold that you need to hit your revenue goal. And so it was really important for me to take a stand back and say, okay, who do I need to attract into my business as paid customers? And do I have the bandwidth to service and fulfill um, these clients At the same time, still market my business, still be um, a fiance slash wife now and mom and all of that. And so I know you have such passion around how to build your business model so that you can live with, as you say, grace and ease, still do an amazing job for your clients, but still show up as a woman. So let's talk about that.
1: Yes, I think, you know, I think there's a lot of glamour and interest in the passive income um, You know, just make money while you sleep mentality. And yes, that but what we have to understand or respect that there's levels to this. And there's, there is, a you know, there's some things you can do that will get you faster results to get you to that next place without some of the stress and overwhelm that we feel. So, I, yes, I am very much passionate about this, but we we've, we tend to want to glamorize or go straight to the passive income because we think, oh, well, I don't have to do as much work with your freemium work. I don't have to work with clients one-on-one. I don't have, you know, this. I could just, like I said, make it on automation. Ooh, automation. But what I think people fail to realize is how much that you're still working. You know, at the end of the day, the only thing I really classify as true passive income, which means you put no effort in to get some results out, is, you know, if you've invested in some invest, investment or financial arms in your portfolio. So you have some type of investment that are, you know, I'm saying stocks and bonds and dividends that are just accumulating while you sleep and you have to do nothing but let a financial advisor overlook that. But the rest of that passive income that's being promoted is not is not hands-off, no work, glamour that a lot of people are promoting. It requires you that you still have to create content and creating content is still work, you know, and it still goes into part of what you're doing. So what I find is, is that a lot of women, when they start a business online, they come online and the first thing they do is look at other six and seven women entrepreneurs online doing what they want to do. And that's, you know, normal and there's nothing wrong with that. However, most of the time you're seeing women doing things that, that that's not how they got to where they are. They're promoting and doing it now because that works for them now. But they have an audience. They have awareness. They have authority. They have advertising. They can do that. A lot of times people don't understand that women who are making 50000 60000 a month in passive income are spending twenty and $30,000 in Facebook ads and funnels. So these are advanced strategies that women are trying to duplicate and they're creating low ticket products and offers like books, um, speaking engagements, events, things where the book is making $10 profit, the ticket to the event is $97, the speaking event engagement is free. And they have nothing of high ticket value so they can assign on the fewest amount of people to get to their income goal. I think the first thing that women need to figure out when they start a business is figure out how can I get the fewest amount of people to hit my income goals consistently. Now I have the stability, the income coming into scale and then invest into breaking this down in digital courses, programs, products, the funnels. And that's just how I feel like you need to focus on first because we have a lot of people creating It spends months, months and months creating these products and putting the funnel together. Then you get a $97 payout here and there, you know, can be – frustrating can make it long and hard so i don't knock anybody's strategy on it there's a million ways to make money online that's the beauty of it there literally is there's a there's just dozens and dozens of different ways but i just find that one thing that keeps women stuck and struggling is that they go low before going high and i think it's better to go deep than go wide and try to create something where you like i said the fewest amount of people and you give people an experience so that way you're not burning the midnight you know it's better to focus on Two 5,000 clients or four 2,500 or even five 2,000 clients and a hundred, a hundred dollar clients. It takes the same amount of effort to get a low paying client as it does a high paying one.
0: Absolutely. And especially in a service based business where we innately want to give the best service, Our clients are looking for the best service, and so you're putting yourself in a position to have to, because you're naturally going to over-deliver, but what does over-delivering look like when it's 100, to your point, clients, as opposed to, you know, three to five?
1: Correct, correct. And so what we're doing, too, is we're having a lot of women undercharging, over-delivering, and modeling and training other women to do the same. So that's another reason why I'm always like, no, I can't give discounts. No, I want you to pay this $5,000 investment. Why? Because I want you to be in alignment to ask others to do the same. I, w- I want you to become that person that's part of the battle. When we are always creating low and buying low, no real wealth is getting exchanged here. You know, if I buy a $100 course, you only make $100. You know, I can, I'm only playing at a $100 level. I'm like, whatever. You know, we're not really i can't i can't invest i cannot invest five thousand dollars in your business if you're not investing five thousand dollars or more into mine but if we're all playing love we're all racing to the bottom
0: absolutely oh you just spoke a word right there i love it i love it okay so if someone were to now i'm just like throwing this out there so you're gonna be like what this wasn't on the script <laughs> and <laughs> if someone said now she's listening to us right now she's like huh I want to take a look at how I can transform my business model into a more high ticket model. Could you give her a couple of tips,
1: please? Yes. Okay. Do the numbers work backwards. Okay. I feel like too many women are not reverse engineering, and that's the only type of engineering you need for success. You determine how much money you would like to make per month, desired, how much, you know, obviously you need to hit that milestone that you can cover your bills and then then sign but then you were back well how many clients can i work with per month or do i want to design your life you know it's amazing how many women don't even do the numbers I have had women I, for a while there it was almost like 50 to 60 percent of women I'd ask how much money do you desire to make per month and I was mind boggled by how many of them were like oh that's a great question I really never thought of it let me think what do you mean you never thought of it like that should be the first thing you, what are you thinking about they're working frontwards and not backwards so they're starting with oh it would be nice to have a business oh I'm gonna do this I think this will be great yeah the, no you need to know how much do i want to make how many clients do i want or can i take on if you have a full-time job you obviously can't work 40 hours a week in your business to your point we have other things going on that are just as important such as family and what have you so then how much time can i work how many classes okay then that's how then how if i want to make ten thousand dollars and i can only work with five clients a month because i only have an extra 10 hours a week well then my offer price needs to be $2000. And then you say to well, yourself, "Like, hey, what can I offer of value that would exceed $2000? What do I know right now that could solve an expensive pain or fulfill a yearning desire that exceeds the cost of $2000?" And think about something that you have a valuable information or expertise in health, wealth, love, happiness. One of those four most profitable markets find a monetized niche within there. And then, you know, create something that's more valuable than $2,000. And then think to yourself, who would be in a place that would want this, would be willing to spend this, and has that kind of money right now? Okay, then what's their pains and problems to market to message? So you're working backwards is what I would say first and foremost.
0: I love it. I hope you ladies are taking notes. Oh, my God, such good information here. Okay we've talked a little bit about investing, but let's go deeper into this subject because oftentimes we get upset, um, around our offers not being sold out. Right. And then when asked the question, well, you know, how often are you investing in your business, whether it's service courses, even just tools. Like I've seen uh, so many people who are living the MailChimp business life, but yet they want, five thousand dollar clients so let's talk about what needs to happen in order for you to be in alignment with receiving clients at that level
1: i think what's most important to like receiving clients one is believing that it's possible you know what i mean one if you know you have to truly believe that there's i mean there's a billion plus people on the internet right now there's gotta be somebody else that has what you want to have I mean, assuming that you're offering something of value that solves a, a problem or a desire, I mean, you have to really look at that. Not all hobbies or interests are business, um, great business ideas. Some some businesses are more profitable than ideas or more profitable than others, and that can fuel your hobbies, okay? So I just want to let you know that kind of starting from um, that thought process. But... Um, one, one, know that it's possible, right? Um, two, create an experience. I mean, women, get, it goes back to your first point about being client attractive. I think too many people, and here's another thing, people have a hard time articulating the cost of the alternative. So, you know, one way you can really sell high ticket is really getting clear on what is that costing them or preventing them to have that far more exceeds the cost of what you're offering. So I have love and relationship coaches that want to fight me all the time. That, oh, that love and relate. They can't get clients for two and $5,000 for love and relationship. Nobody's going to pay that. And I'm like, what is the cost of dying alone, unhappy, single, and never getting to marry and have kids that you always wanted? What's the cost of that, you know? What's the cost of divorce, you know? What's the cost of picking the wrong partner, you know, and then getting married and having kids and then a divorce and then everything, and then starting over. Do you know how I many women I've seen who've gotten married to the wrong person? And invested all these years, didn't have the tools, the mindset to actually maneuver and inspire and manage that relationship and then got divorced It caused that their whole life is reset. And you know what I mean? So it's that's costly, that's way more than two thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like you can continue for the next 16 years because you done got divorced, and you know, they're being ripped apart from stepmom to stepdaddy, and they're all damn confused. That's expensive more than $2,000. So I find a lot of women can't sell high-ticket programs because they can't articulate the cost of what it's costing the person not to do anything. They can't explain that. And I feel like if you could explain that and you can sell me on why investing $2,000 makes way more financial sense than going out here and wandering around and risking picking the wrong person and it being, or, you know what I mean, that cost. And we already see that's a 50% likelihood. So again not knowing y'all not knowing can see she's,
0: see she's passionate
1: like about this <laughs> but yeah I mean, because you know i've heard it enough but i'm like dude you're missing it it's like you're not selling me on what's the difference you know sell me that if you're a health coach that i can't go on the internet and lose weight because if i could have i would have done that by now but it's more than that you know what i mean how much money have you wasted in gym memberships and tennis shoes and shakes and diets and thinking about liposuction and all the time and bandwidth with you spent thinking about how ugly you are you know that's my that's t- that's currency boo you don't see it but it's there you know that's that's crazy, I'm, boo. <laughs> I'm trying to get people to understand that that it's still costing you something whether you do it or not you know what i mean and that's going to add up over time and you got your peace of mind that sanity you got time and money that are all being expensed on your bandwidth so articulating that and then being client attractive being you know creating an experience giving women are four times more likely to spend something on something if it looks good okay the product don't even have to be good it just has to look good okay that's why you know that can help you as well you know that's why women who create these twenty thirty thousand dollar offers it needs to be an experience you know putting the touches the detail the you know making it attractive even how you create the marketing materials you packaging it up the the location you know what you name it you know what I mean the experience that they're going to try transformation and being clear on that transformation too. That's a big thing too. If you're not clear on the transformation, it's hard. And there
0: you go. So many nuggets. So I want to say two things that I feel like we just need to make sure that they get like one is her desired transformation. You need to be able to nail that in your marketing, right? She needs to understand very clearly that you have the golden ticket to where she wants to be. I -hmm. I love that. And then the second piece to that is getting her to understand, fine, stay where you are, don't make this purchase, don't make this next step, but what's it going to cost you? And are you okay with that? And I think we've talked a lot about this even on sales calls, Danielle, and you're a master at this, like, okay, great, let's just, ha- let's just pause for a moment and talk about what's going to happen if you don't take this next step. Are you okay with that? And what are you going to do to change the situation if, you're, if they're not taking this next step?
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the most powerful questions that I can ask at the end. If somebody does tell me that they can't move forward for whatever reason, I always ask them, you know, what's going to be your alternative? What's the alternative? Because I think that brings home for people to understand, like, I'm not over here trying to twist your arm or get you to do, jump off a cliff just because I want to get rich, okay? No, that's not what I'm trying to do. Clearly, you're here for a reason. There's no mistake. It took work to fill out the application and get on the phone with us, you know? I'm trying to help you not do what you're used to doing, which is so sabotaging yourself and coming up with a million reasons that are not getting you to where you want to go. So some women misconstrue that for being pushy, sales, the your to um, forward, but I feel like I'm invested in your dreams because I want to see us all win. And I feel like it's going to take some bold women to do what they need to do. Now, I do think women need to learn discernment and obviously be aware and always, you know, trust their gut. So there's going to always be a couple bad apples out here who will ruin the experience for others, but I don't think that should ever persuade you from pursuing your passions and figuring it out because if you let one a couple bad experiences, experience in this journey to tear you from making it to the end, you will have quit and, and there will be nothing to show for it at the end. Absolutely.
0: Oh, so good. Okay. So we've talked about client attraction. We talked about business models, investing, um, time, energy, money into your business to really be able to stand out. And not only that attract the women into your business, men, women, whoever you're looking to attract so you can grow a profitable brand and be able to, Make your side hustle the main hustle. So good. But I would be, be remiss if we didn't talk about life. And I just love the conversation that you've been having around self-mastery. Um, for, for me, and you know my journey of being with my boo, um, I, I met you as I was... We were. I don't even know if we were engaged when I started talking to you. Then I got engaged. Now I'm married. And I'm just so in love with this conversation because I just want to make sure that we grow and continue to have a healthy relationship and not to the detriment of my business. Like I want both to grow and both are very important to me. But at the end of the day, like I married him for a reason. Right. And so I see a lot of women, you know, online trying to be badass and, you know, hustle hard and I'm going to do my business and I don't care what it takes and laptop lifestyle and, just so much conversation around really and truly wanting success for their business. But sometimes the conversation leaves out family and life. So can we talk mm-hmm. about your thoughts on this?
1: Yes. Y- yes. Anyone listening, know that tiny night, we talk a lot and so we've been talking a lot about this because this, I think, I've just started noticing on my radar over the last I've always I just like you well I know we've talked but I had some struggles in my marriage I'm six years you know married now and at first I had a lot of issues in my marriage because as I was figuring things out that worked in my business and my life I was almost emasculating my partner my husband because I felt like I figured it out I, I know what I'm talking about listen to me why don't we just do it the way I'm saying I'm proving have great decisions work out here so why are we not taking my lead You know you need to do you know and that was in the more success I started to see in my business I started to come up with more well I don't feel like I mean like my husband come home from work and I'm working from home I wouldn't have done the dishes or more have I started the dinner and my husband was just coming home when we're at six o'clock, and he's like, What's for them? I'm Like, I don't know. I, just because I'm working from home doesn't mean that I should be having to cook right now. You were at work, so so am I. You know what I mean? I had all these experiences. Why do say that bed? sometimes? Yeah, like, <laughs> the know, work in house, progress. <laughs> yeah, my house is a mess. You know, I'm like, I'm just like you. I mean, and then I expect you to understand because I am bringing home the bacon. Don't you see that? You know what I mean? And like, What I feel like, and this is an ongoing conversation that we will probably have to have a whole other conversation for, but I just think that it's really important that for women who are interested in having it all, which is finances, which is influence, impact, you know, um, income, and a family, we need to find an alternative that allows us to work less and make more work smarter. We are the smarter gender, we always say. So I think instead of always focusing on what our partners are doing or what they're not doing, we need to focus on how we can create when we can get things done without breaking the sweat since we are the smarter gender and I think that you know again you know it's it's unfortunate that we end up society carrying a lot of the second shift that unpaid labor of cooking cleaning and child and it can be especially um, difficult if you have a full-time job and, and what a lot of parent, husbands don't understand is women are building their business because they want to figure this out they know that working 40 hours a week and then being exhausted for cooking, cleaning, and is causing a havoc. And a lot of women want to, you know, get mad at their spouse for not helping enough and then they want to leave them or feel unsupported. And I think a lot of good guys are getting thrown away on miscommunication because men do want to see us succeed. However, they you know they also have these. And though they respect us wanting to be ambitious and have careers at the end of the day, we can't force them to take on a gender role that doesn't feel natural to them just because we want to live a certain way different than how you know we've been doing it it's like we're like whipping men over the head like get with it or you know hit the road jack and i'm just not from that mentality i think women we can self-master ourselves but but you know creating processes and systems and things in our business like again since we're the smarter gender that allows us like and why i'm such an advocate for us working less and working smarter, working in a higher income business model, becoming an expert so we can work with fewer people so that we can create this time and energy and bandwidth to do you know, to do these things that we, we like to do anyways, the way we like to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even like my husband cleaning up that much because I got to go back and him anyways. And yes, I can spend all this time harassing him about doing it the way I want it, or, you know, that's just energy wasted that I could have figured out another way to make more money and hustle, to, or not even hustle, but make more money to have a, a cleaner coming, you know, or, you know, a ma- whatever I need, you know, and, and that's just my biggest thing. So, I think it is important that women and I think women are starting to have this conversation more, how to, you know, be successful while also having a relationship. Cause like I I'm okay if you're a woman listening to this and you have no desire to be married, you have no desire to be in a long-term relationship, that's fine. But I think there's something to be said about the woman who can be successful in business and also have success in a relationship. I don't I, I think that is more of an accomplishment because it's such a it's already a multitasking. Task, than to just be successful in business and can't keep a relationship together
0: to save your life. Absolutely. So true. And we've seen this and we won't name any names. Um <laughs> but we've seen women kill it in their business and just be so visible and just you know offer after offer live events the whole nine travel in the world they're on stage speaking and then the next thing you know they're posting this long post about their divorce.
1: So yeah, right, and then the husband—you got to see how he feels. You're thinking that you're, the husband's looking out there. If you would put half as much energy as you put into your business into this marriage, we'd be all right.
0: Absolutely. So the one thing that you ta- taught me—we um, won't go into all the checklists that we use because that's private information. But really, to your point, prioritizing your time. And I found myself before our conversation getting knee deep into work, whatever the case may be. And then I would look up and it's, oh, here comes Catherine from school. My husband's on his way home from work. So talk about some systems that you implemented in your life to be able to balance, um, you know, work, life, being a mom, being a wife, and how that's worked for you. Right. So
1: definitely. it. We, um, well batching is one thing that helps. So, you know, having days that you do client calls or marketing for your business and then days you do discovery calls so you're not all over the place every day trying to market, handle clients, you know, just do all your clients on one day or two days out of the week and do one year marketing batch all your work that you need to do on one day and you know that way you're not like I said all over the place that's one thing the next thing I would definitely say is have a cutoff time you know I try to make it when I come back and pick my kids up from school that's just it for the day you know what I mean and if you feel like you're not getting all your work done it's probably because you're probably just doing too much you think you need to keep on doing more to make more and actually you don't have to do more to make more. That's why I said you can go deep and focus on creating bigger, more transformational experiences that might be higher in ticket, but you could spend all month trying to get one $10,000 client, or you can spend all month trying to get, you know, 50, 1, 000, or you know, $500 client. Do you know what I mean? It's on how you structure it. And so that will also help you have time. Um, you know, don't feel guilty either. Here's the thing. It's a journey. It's a journey. Embrace that Look. I always say credit can be rebuilt, bank accounts can be rebuilt. I mean, yeah, gel and death are like the ultimate like kind of hard to rebound from those two. Even though gel is optional, <laughs> rebound <laughs> from the I've seen, I've seen that. I've seen Stu McClure. What's his name? Um, The hardcore closer, he puts it online. He's a felon. I know a couple felons online who are six figure, seven figure entrepreneurs. So, with that being said, I'm just going to leave out death. You know what I mean? Have that resilient mindset. Women, we are resourceful. We're manifestors. You know what I mean? I I lost weight just by by Satan. I am, use the title, I am. I am organized. You know, I'm a fast agitator. When I move around during the day, I'm, I'm intentional and I get things done fast. I think sometimes women and we think we work hard, but when you really take an assessment of how we spend our day, you can find us three hours on social media, comment, and you'll find us over here checking our email a hundred times per day. You'll see us out here taking a smoke and drink break. I mean, these are like the things we don't want to say that are really going on, you know what I mean? That you, you got to be honest, I'm not saying that women out here who are working uh, you know a hundred percent the whole time there are but I think there's a lot of women you know you know lying to themselves about how busy they really are they're just they're not being intentional intentional on how they spend that time
0: I love it oh you just hit a chord with me because I remember times where I've been like why am I commenting on this post when I could be
1: <laughs> and you go around Rabbit hole, you know, like you know, I'm actually careful when I post on social media. I have to ask myself, do I got time for this this thought today? Because this thought can trans, you know, turn into three hours of me wanting to, you know, go down the rabbit hole. And we have to protect our bandwidth in business, especially as women. I think one of the things women underestimate is how much we can actually process in our brain. And like I tell people, marriage is work, not just so much the physical work. It's the mental reps that you have to do all the time to stay on top of your game most people don't have the stamina to stay on their game and that's why they can't you know they can't keep up it's exhausting in their head to keep up with all the details they got going on because they got too much going on
0: love it love it oh my god this was so good i am gonna throw out that uh danielle and i use trello religiously um so <laughs> that is a huge huge was a game changer for me actually Danielle introduced me to Trello and I was like what the hell is this and now I can't live without it so that's a free golden nugget right there get yourself some Trello boards
1: <laughs> oh girl Trello you look they done sent me a t-shirt in the mail I'm tagging them religiously on my Insta stories like look at me in Trello look at me in Trello what I you got a t-shirt I got me mean, oh, way back in the day when Trello like couple of, when I first came online I did a YouTube video about how to use Trello or something and they, somebody from Trello watched my YouTube video and sent me a T-shirt. Now see there.
0: Mm. I'm about to inbox them right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they should because as much as we promote it and how many of our clients are on there.
0: So true. I well this was so my swag. much.
1: I need my swag. We got <laughs> ClickFunnels swag. We got Trello, Swag, Ooh. what other business, see, you know what I'm saying? Because they understand people do business with people. And yeah. when you treat people good, they can't stop talking about you.
0: I mean, this little segment alone was a little mini commercial. I'm getting my t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Get your <Trella> t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know these ladies are going to want to follow up with you and learn more about you. So tell us where we can find you across social media and your website.
1: You can find me at richgirlbusiness.com. Rich Girl Business on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube are my primary prime platforms. Uh, I did give you a little online success free bundle. It's like a six page cute little PDF that I put together. Tony, if you put it in the podcast link, they can have access to that. They, you can just get it sign up for free for that that just gives you six of my most popular worksheets to help you go through my process of being client attractive and identifying ideal clients and a signature offer and understanding the overview of having a conversation that converts
0: oh my god that is so awesome thank you so much i will make sure that i put those and put that in the show notes so that they can grab it and log in for free that's so generous of you thank you so much and until next time, we, know, we have to, like, ha- come, have you come back so we can talk
1: more about the self-mastery. And then we're going to do a whole new episode <laughs> on that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tanya, for coming up with it. You know, the ladies listening, I was creating self-mastery, but Tanya said the self-mastery series. And I think that it would be – that feels so good to me. I'm going to roll with that because I can do some short – like a short series on what we're trying to do a self as part of self-mastery so we're gonna have another conversation
0: yes yes we are thank you so much talk to you soon thank you thank you so much for tuning in to massive brand podcast I so hope you appreciated and enjoyed this episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes, as well as I would love for you to leave a review. And for doing that, I'm going to give you a free gift. So go over to tanyawalkins.com forward slash free training. And of course, to stay connected, you can follow me across social media at Tanya B. Watkins and be sure to join our Facebook group, Massive Brand Incubator. Until next time.